come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with my will. It's off the hard. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing to spin the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, you know the rules. It is open phone lines the only thing that we ask is you uh call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to reach out to me or follow me on twitter you can do that at sports grind and if you want to stream the show live and leave comments uh i'll respond to those in real time and read those over the airwaves uh if i don't then i'll respond to them later you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page um and like i said i'll read those comments in live time or respond to them later and if you ever miss any of the episodes live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily 365 seven days a week all right and also if you are traveling or you're in a market that doesn't have us on terrestrial radio or you're having technical difficulties listening to us uh through your other devices or other means of listening to us keep in mind you can still go back to sportsgrindonline.com and just click the play button and we'll be there for you 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. So let's get into it uh, today on this hump day. Um, nothing too major going on today, but it's your regular schedule uh, Wednesday. Uh, we've got some things going on. We've got baseball. Uh, you know, we haven't had any baseball updates here in a minute. You know, I've been talking for the last two years, maybe it feels like, probably accurately, about Otani's free agency, and that was one of those that I was anticipating uh, probably more than most free agents in any sport in a while that I can remember. So we're starting to heat up a little bit, and um, you know, Mr. Dave Roberts, general, I mean, the manager of the Dodgers, kind of licked and spilled the beans and let everybody know they met with Otani for over two hours. Um, now, I don't know if it was the GM or somebody in the Dodgers organization kind of just said that, hey, well, we didn't know he was going to say anything, um, which whether it should maintain. I mean, most likely a lot of this stuff comes available out in public in general. Uh, but what we're hearing is that the Blue Jays, which I mentioned touched on this yesterday, I mean, we got caught up. But Blue Jays are, you know, merged as one of the front runners. Um, Giants. Cubs, which some people think the Cubs are out of it, but Cubs, Giants, Blue Jays, Dodgers, and of course, Angels. Uh, that's where it's coming down to. And I'm telling you, I told you this report months ago, but, you know, the Yankees were never going to be as considerate. He does not want to, I guess, obviously be on the East Coast or play on the East Coast, but uh, that's the reason why you're not hearing any Yankee rumors because I think they've let it be known that they're not interested. But what do you got? Um, through Yahoo Sports. Uh, MLB Network's John Morosi reporting uh, today that a, a, a decision in, uh, from Otani is expected by the end of the weekend. Hmm. Understanding well. that he's the big, I guess, you hold up and everything. Juan Soto, you know, speaking of the Yankees, uh, the reports are they're nearing a deal. So it sounds like, um, uh, what was it, uh, J.D. Martinez, his, uh, his representation tried to... Um, you know, uh, hit hit Cashman with some uh, 
over the over the off season about uh, oh well they don't they don't care about the players and you know your issue of production and everything and that was just what three weeks ago. Uh, so if they're landing Soto, it sounds like they didn't have too much of an impact on so free JD. Agency. So what JD said those comments about the Yankees, JD Martinez. We talked about this on the yeah. show uh, uh, to where. Uh, Cashman talked about uh, J.D. Martinez's, I think it was J.D. Martinez's production, and then, uh, you know, the agent fired back at, at the I thought you, Yankees I, front I, office. I, I thought that was uh, Carlos Stanton. Ah, thank you, John, Car- John yeah. Carlos Stanton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never that's, mind, that, I had the wrong guy. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Like, I don't remember, but I, I feel you. Uh, look, uh, yeah, I heard those Soto as well, but give me something about some pitching for the Yankees. I don't. They. I mean. I don't. I mean. Yes. You can always use bats, but what's up with the pitching? Now I know they came across my radar. I don't know who was involved, but they did like a under the radar trade, which is not normal. They did it with the Red Sox, their arch rival. I don't know if that was considered. Uh, there was some arms involved with that, but I've heard the Soto rumors. Uh, but again, you know, I'm very surprised that Cashman and um, Boone is going to survive. You know, if I was a Yankee fan, which I'm not, the only thing I really cared about with the Yankees was Derek Jeter. Um, I, I kind of would be growing frustrated, just especially when the titles keep getting win, <clears throat> keep coming out of the American League, uh, you know, in the league that I that we play in. So um, another thing uh, with baseball I wanted to touch on with this, but the general manager of the Astros said uh, Bregman is not going anywhere, the third baseman. I know some Astro fans and media was kind of nervous if the uh, – you know, Breggy was going to be moved. Uh, you know, they're coming off a disappointing loss in the World Series uh, to the Rangers. But, you know, um, I should say not the Rangers, but the American League Championship Series. Um, it didn't surprise me. I think he's one of those guys that ownership uh, is probably going to keep in an Astro uniform until he's tired of playing. Um, you know, the the thing about the Astros going forward is just going to be how they're going to adjust to uh, with life without Dusty Baker. So that's the thing with them. Uh, but the Otani thing should be interesting. If you say there's a report saying by this weekend, um, that's also I, I think really, <clears throat> you know, uh, my dark horse would be the Giants. Um, that's one. Because I think the Giants are in a situation, and I think the Cubs are willing to do that, but I just don't think he wants to be in the Midwest or he's, he wants to stay out on the West Coast. Uh, that's what I believe. Um, I think the Giants are the ones that would probably be out of all of them. Um, you know, no Buster only. But I would say he would. they would be the one that's willing to concede really what he wants to do. Like, you want to pitch? You want this? You only want a two-year deal, three-year? I think the Giants, because uh, I think they need that new B-12 and face of the, you know, uh, Posey retired a couple years ago. Uh, they need that. So that's my opinion. They're my dark horse, but I really think it's probably going to come down to either him staying with the Angels and sh- signing a very short deal, maybe a two-year deal or something like that, what we were reporting a few weeks back, or he would go cross town to the Dodgers. That's my guess. Uh, from Fox Sports, coming into this week, uh, the Giants were sitting there at plus 1,100. The Angels back there at plus 2,000. Uh, Dodgers leading the way at plus 115 coming into the week. Yeah. Blue Jays is very interesting. Due to the fact that there's multiple sources saying they're the front runners, if he chooses Toronto, that's straight up about winning. I mean, that's straight, which I think Otani's about winning, but he's going to get money either way. And I think the pitching aspect is very important to him, regardless how long he has to stay on the shelf after this latest surgery uh, from not being allowed to pitch and come back. And that was the theme around why he might be signing a short-term contract. But uh, Blue Jays would really be about that they might 
in his eyes, have the best roster ready to really go compete, uh, you know, for to win a World Series title or be competitive, at least get in the postseason. Well, yeah, because geographically, and that's yeah, that's, East, that's, that's, that's technically East Coast. If you're talking yeah. about the New York situation, it's just across the pond. Yeah, in, in Canada. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Where are we at on the like? Where are we at on the end of the season rewards with baseball? We wrapped like, it up like we, two weeks ago. Why? I, I mean, I was waiting for. Well, I mean, I can't. I, that's the a lie. I can't tell that. Playoffs. Yeah, I can't tell that lie because I did see some trickle across my radar, some awards. So I can't say I haven't seen anything coming. And I, and I think the rookies of the year, like the the young man from Arizona, the Diamondbacks. I know he won. But who, who were the Cy Young winners again in regards to? Because then the reason why you lose track is baseball takes forever to pass out there in the season awards. So sometimes unless you're really looking for this stuff, you fall track and fall by the wayside. Well, I know, know we had it on the docket at the time and we never got to it. But mm-hmm. Otani, of course, was your MVP. Right. Speaking yeah. of the devil. Yeah. Uh, Acuna Jr. for the NL. That's a given. Uh, Cy Young's American League. Garrett Cole got his first one. Oh, okay. sorry. Uh, they said, what, third one? My apologies. Okay. okay. Um, and then uh, who was our uh, Blake Snell? Okay. All right. Let's give me a recap. Otani, yeah. For the Padres. Um, he got robbed last year, in my opinion. So definitely he was going to give it this year. And that's amazing considering he missed some games uh, down the stretch and couldn't really pitch. So you got baseball going on. Um, also, uh, NFL. Uh, we still got NFL. You know, this is the midweek Wednesday where teams return from their day off, get the game plan for the next coming up opponent. Uh, we know we've got week 14 kicking off tomorrow. Um, that's New England and, and Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, lowest uh, lowest over uh, for in, like, whatever, or 1950s it's, or whatever. It, it feels it, like forever. It, it, it's up there. It's 30. Uh, last time I checked, Jonas is speaking of the total. Um, look, I've also been coming here and educating you with the unders. If, if you're out there in states that are legalized, that you can do it. And you're the unders, you're, if you're an under better and you bet totals, you are making a killing this year in the NFL because it's an all-time scoring down, um, these scores. And, and what I'm seeing is that Vegas is starting to – the lines makers in the desert, they're starting to make adjustments because you're seeing some low totals. I mean, every week I can find a 38, 36 – you know, 34 across the board, I, you know, depending on the matchup. So, uh, yes, I did see that. Um, that's going to be brutal tomorrow. I mean, it might come out to be one of the best competitive games this week, but you've got two teams. I mean, we know what the Patriots situation is. It just seems like they're just waiting for the divorce. Like they just haven't told the kids yet. You know, they just wait until school to be over. Speaking of Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And then you got Pittsburgh, which I haven't talked about. But you've got reporters and you've got fans and stuff that are questioning and starting to want to change for Mike Tomlin. Are we serious? And, and, you know, part of me, I feel like that, in my opinion, that's part of the media in that area that's conjuring that up and writing about that. And the fan base of the steel curtain and the terrible towels that's feeding into that. They want to become the modern NFL they see all these franchises making changes and this and this. Well, if we ain't winning for a couple of years, we're not less change. And they don't realize who they're rooting for. I mean, the franchise has had three coaches in its history. So to me, it's crazy. I mean, you know, um, 
a lot of it has to do, I think, in regards to the offensive identity. And it's just one of those that, you know, you make a you make a change in the offseason and you go into camp and you go into mini camp, you go into OTAs and you say, this is who we're going to be are and this is our post personnel and this is the type of offense that we're running. You can fire a coordinator midseason or during the season, but the reality of it is, is that you are who you are, who you start to plan in to go into the season with. You can't make that drastic changes and all of a sudden have a new different system. And I think that's part of their struggles. The quarterback, I know people are questioning Pickett. Uh, people are wondering to see even if they got the guy, if he's the guy. Um you know, it, it, it's just one of those I doubt it very seriously. And to me, he would be unemployed for three minutes if he wanted to continue to coach. I think Mike Tomlin would be excellent in TV, by the way. Um, but I don't really see him that, and I don't think he shows any signs of wanting to quit coaching any time. But the, I would put that in the – it's funny they're playing them tomorrow, the Patriots and Belichick, because I would put Pittsburgh and Tomlin in the same situation. Whenever that time comes – and it's the Rooney. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with a firing. It's going to be more of a situation like just like Coward, just like, hey, mutual. I'm ready to step down or whatever. But I don't think we're we're close. To that. I mean, they, they they haven't had one losing season under him and fans and, and media down there are really question like, is it time to move on? Crazy. What do you got? Well, the the one thing with that, and, and I've heard reports too that the the better you know, I guess approach could be to trade Tomlin if there was really to be a separation because it's better to get something for him than nothing. Right. Uh, if you were going to move on, but it kind of reminds me of like the Cowboys situation because your your last Super Bowl appearance for the Steelers was 2010. Your last Super Bowl win was 2008. And ever since then, it's been, uh, you know, you've gotten to one conference championship game since then. And, yeah, sure, you finish at, you know, a 500 record. But what was the cow- what's the Cowboys joke? It's an 8-8. Eight and eight. All right? So you're stuck in, and that's where they feel like. They're stuck in, uh, as you said about the Spurs for a handful of years there since post-Kawhi, is they're just stuck in no man's land. And now you're stuck in no man's land without a star quarterback. It doesn't, and just like just like up in New England, there doesn't appear to be an answer at quarterback. You're wasting T.J. Watt's prime. You're wasting Minka Fitzpatrick's prime. Um, is 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 I guess the notion. And then you were slow to move on from Matt Canada. Now I too think they would be crazy to move on from Mike Tomlin, and that's coming from somebody who grew up in Cleveland uh-huh. or in the Cleveland area, rather. Right. Okay, so I think they would be crazy to do so, but. I think that the narrative and the desire for change, because it's just like you don't see anything down the road, that that's where you hear the the, the discontent. Well, I will tell you this. I, I would pump the brakes on comparing it to Dallas because you named at least one in there. Uh, we're talking about a 20-some year, 25-year drought for Dallas for not even being in a conference championship game. Uh, when I look at Pitts, now the difference between Pittsburgh and these two, I mean, New England, what they're going to play tomorrow on um, Prime Amazon, get ready for Al Michaels. I wonder what he got to say uh, about this matchup. There's more talented there. Like if, if it's based off everything you're saying or that's the narrative of the, the fans or the media up there, then I would say get a new GM then. It ain't Tomlin. I, and, and number two, I would sit there and say their roster is more talent, way more talented than New England. Now, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, tomorrow, because you have one bad team and you got one team that's struggling to find an offensive identity. Uh, Pickett's out. Most likely it's going to be Trubisky. I mean, the, the the year of the backup quarterback, Trubisky versus um, what's my man from uh, New England? Uh, Bailey the, Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, 
Bezos didn't put that in the plan uh, during the scheduling or the NFL. But that's where we're at. Pittsburgh's roster is way better than New England. So this is, to me, it's a thin line with the nomads. I just feel that, you know, um, it's fair to say, okay, well, you're hovering around just being average. You haven't below 500. You're right there. You finish the nine and nine, eight and eight, whatever. I get it. But I would say if it's based off of what you're saying, then fire the GM. You know, unless Tomlin feels like the message is still because I stay consistent with that across the board. I believe, you know, there is, there is the truth in sports that a coach, I don't care how good you are, if you stay somewhere so long, it can get staled and watered down but i think it's just pittsburgh because the expectations are so high and they are frustrated and they see this new way of nfl i mean hell si.com had an article today is this becoming the new uh, uh this is becoming the new norm in one and done coaches like one year done coaches i'm like wow i hope not so that's where i think steeler nation's coming from but when we get back we're down to our final four in our in-season tournament with the NBA. Let's talk about that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and two. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeVille Tequila Studios, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, if you're checking out what's the latest new products they have coming in for the holidays, or you already know what you want, you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep, uh, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind, and official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, you got some big news with them regarding their head coach. We'll get here shortly. Um, oh, T.I., man. T.I. is uh, this whole situation with him and his son. Um, and for people that don't know, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, went viral on social media, got into an argument with his son about his son was trying to talk about really just acting hard, you know, trying to say, hey, man, I was about to strip. I was staying on mine. 
And, you know, and Tiny and T, I was telling them, like, well, you grew up. What are you talking about? Like, look at the house we live in. So they got in a big ordeal. And so, of course, our social media is they start trolling and, you know, his son, T.I., whatever. Well, there was a club in Atlanta that decided to go ahead and do, you know, the old school promotion flyers and put him and his son on it. Boy, T.I. went in there and just pretty much shut the whole thing down. You know, just crazy. For people that pay attention to that stuff, I know the rest of the most audience like, who the hell's T.I.? But no. Um, anyway, but we get to the Dallas news here shortly. A um, couple other notes real quick before we dive into the professional NBA college scene. Uh, you know, it's just up and going. You've got a lot of early tournaments that's still going on. Uh, you know, like the Jimmy V tournament and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I have noticed some things on early uh, in college basketball, women and men, by the way. Uh, first of all, last night, um, Florida Atlantic, if we all remember that run they had last year, uh, they're bringing back, you know, majority of those players, a good chunk of them. They started the season very well. They were they ran into Illinois yesterday, which has come out the gate playing great defense, by the way, and was probably one of the hardest defensive teams that Florida Atlantic had faced. Illinois was able to get the vic- the victory yesterday. And then Michigan State and Wisconsin. I played attention to that one because I knew Michigan State was coming off a loss and Wisconsin had actually came off a win against Marquette. And Marquette and Shaka uh, came out the gate, grease light. And I mean, I think AP ranking their top four or five team in the country. And I'm expecting, you know, Michigan State catching Wisconsin at home to get the victory. And Wisconsin pretty much dominated them yesterday. And it got me to thinking, like, you know what? I think, you know, he's another one that kind of gets a pass a little bit. Um, not all the time uh, because he's been involved in some controversy in regards to how he treat players and yelling at players. But we could be watching the demise of Michigan State basketball. Um, Because, you know, Michigan State basketball, uh, we know what it's about. You know, Magic Johnson put it back, put it on the map in the uh, mid to late 70s. Um, You know, you can go on the, you know, Izzo, the final four appearances. I mean, it's 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 a good basketball program. But they have really, he has really struggled in the last two or three years. Uh, in my opinion, to go ahead and put out a competitive product. So um, it's just it's and you look at their record early on. It's um, it's something that's not going to be talked about because there's so much other stuff going on that people pay more attention to than men's college basketball, especially this early in the season. But don't be surprised if he continues to struggle, especially when we get into Big Ten play, if you don't start hearing a little bit more criticism that way. And um, for the other note, before we start with the professionals, um, speaking of NBA and speaking of college, uh, there's another thing that took my note, which I've heard, you know, pretty much about her. And, and you know, even through the recruitment process and everything, um, Juju Watkins Young freshman lady uh, at USC. You know, I know we on Bronny watching everything. Uh, this young girl's cold, man. Um, now, I know Clark is probably people going to say she's probably and she's earned the best player in the country. Uh, young lady from Iowa. Um, I'm telling you, man, it, like she's special. Um, 
So you're going to start hearing that name a little bit more. Um, I don't know how good USC's women's basketball team, and they're pretty decent. I mean, they had a good recruiting class, but she's she's something special. So you just see the women's game continuing to get better, and, and it's just better athletes that are coming out. Uh, the game's getting better, and that's the college level and at the WNBA. So that's a, it's an exciting time if you're a fan for women's basketball. Uh, you know, you have a young daughter that's expiring to be basketball, because trust me, I'm I, – women's basketball is not something that I ever gave two seconds, let alone a segment or update on this show years ago. It just wasn't intriguing to me. I didn't think it was that good. And trust me, I'm old enough to know, uh, you know, the Cheryl swoops and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. You'll start hearing her name um, quite often here as the college season rolls on. Uh, but let's talk about the professionals uh, NBA. Uh, we had the in season tournament uh, quarterfinals uh, yesterday, the second edition of it. You know, we had the other edition on Monday, and then we had the edition last night. Um, and we'll start off first with the Milwaukee Bucks uh, just really steamrolling the Knicks. I think there was a stat like since 1951 or whatever, and it happened to kind of be, I heard Ernie say this last night on TNT's coverage. It so happened to be the game that Wilt scored 100, but the Knicks gave up like 30, 40 points in like three straight quarters. And you and the only thing Thibodeau is and what he's good at and great at is a defensive minded coach. Uh, and they got the brakes blown off of him. Uh, now, this could be a product of Dame Dollar and the Greek freak getting a little bit more comfortable uh, with each other on the court. Um, guys around them being able to understand how to play with them. Uh, they look very impressive. Uh, the Knicks, I've always said about them, I just think their their offense, you know, even they were able to score a little bit last night, but it's always challenging. And again, it's just this uh, adapting to this NBA and the, the way it's being played. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's really about defensive teams that can really get, you can get your top defensive teams and you're going to look up in a game and they're going to give up 125. A 130. It, it's it's those defensive teams, though, I still believe because the playoffs again, that can be getting the stops on demand, you know, kind of what Pop used to preach down here in the 2-1-0. Those are the ones that I'm talking about. But again, you got to give credit to Milwaukee. So the Knicks are going home. The nightcap gave us the Lakers versus the Suns as the Lakers were able to hold on. Uh, they got off to a real good start in the first quarter, first half. And then, of course, um, Phoenix came out of the third quarter just blazing. I think they outscored the Lakers at one time. I think to start the third, it was like 11-1 to 1 or something like that, 17-4 at one point, um, and ended up taking a lead in the fourth. And it was back and forth, but, you know, Lakers were able to make some plays uh, toward the end and pull away. Uh, LeBron, another impressive night with 30-plus points and rebounds and assists. He continues to amaze at this level and at this age where he's at. Uh, but I will have to tell you, I witnessed one of the worst blown calls that I've seen in the NBA regular season or playoffs in a long time. Um, the timeout call at the end. And I'm watching this in real time. And, you know, Phoenix extends the game. I mean, we're talking about eight seconds, 10 seconds, Mark, where you're just playing the foul game and trying to extend the game. Um, and they get a bucket. And then Lakers just end up being lackadaisical and turns the ball over pretty much on the inbound play, pretty much under the bucket. And it's a scramble for it. And all of a sudden, across the court, LeBron signals for a timeout. 
And this ref grants him this timeout when it's clearly that nobody had possession of that basketball. Okay. And um, just, you, and again, it's one of those plays that's not challenging. I know Frank Vogel was livid because his coaches, even through a timeout, a TV timeout, went and addressed the refs like, are you really understanding that they didn't have possession? Which, look, I only played basketball to the middle school level, and I played a couple of three-on-three tournaments and stuff like that. And I even know you can't call a timeout if you don't have possession. Just horrible. You know, by the way, um, really no excuse for that. I mean, because I, when I look at what the NFL refs are getting killed from every week by the media and fans, uh, what they go through, and that's a basic one-on-one call, that's that's unacceptable. And I think we're to the point now especially with social media and fans and the influx of sports betting and fantasy is the all-time high, even in basketball, daily draft, you know, fantasy draft king stuff. The league is going to have to start really, even if it's sliding the first base, even if it's a dog and pony, they're going to have to at least start releasing statements and really, I'm not talking about the two-minute report. I'm talking about really coming out and saying, hey, you know what? They messed up last night. That wasn't the right call. You know, they only do this when, you know, either it's a high profile game, it's postseason, and they kind of rely on that, what they call the two minute report, where it's like they'll share it with the teams and say, hey, if we messed up. No, we need like immediately accountability to the refs. Um, I know they have a hard job to do. Uh, basketball, I always preach NFL is coming hard and hard to officiate. NBA at that level, I mean, I don't, I couldn't even, even if I knew all the rules, I couldn't even officiate a middle school game. Okay. But we all choose our professions, just like I get criticized every day for years. Well, not every day, but here and there. Get trolled on social media. It's part of the gig. You know, uh, so you're going to get criticized with it. You know, you have a platform, you speak publicly, people are going to critique you on what you, how you sound, how you enunciate, how you, you know, what you look like. It's just comes with the territory. So therefore, since I'm in the arena, I feel it's OK for refs to have to deal with the same thing. And, and they have to sit there and the league has to get out, because if you don't do that, man, and I knew this was coming. As soon as Governor Christie went and won this battle at the state of, against the state of Nevada, Okay, I knew that when they opened the floodgates and sports betting became more stream, uh, you know, mainstream, you were going to get so much more people that thought that this stuff was rigged, that it was set up. Oh, this is and and if they don't do this, they're going to continue to feed into those people because that was a blatant, like just blown. I mean, he couldn't even see. First of all, all he could say is like, "Oh, I was blocked. I couldn't see the view." Then why are you granting him a timeout? Obviously, you know it's a scramble on the court. Now, KD took the high road, said it had nothing to do with them losing the game, which I kind of agree. I mean, all they would have done was get another opportunity to either tie the game or win it with a three. So we don't know if they would have won or not. But he kind of took the high road on it. But in regards to the X's and O's in basketball, the Phoenix has an early problem. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you this, like they always say, be careful what you wish for and you don't know what it's got till it's gone. OK. I tell AC that at least three times a week. Hey. Keep it up. You complain this and this. Don't know what you got until it's gone. And she just looks at me like, yeah, okay. Hey, you know, new ownership. Man that played for the Michigan Wolverines. Real estate mogul. Okay. I think Michigan State. Is it Michigan State? Michigan State. Well, maybe he can help that. Yo, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Michigan State. 
Check that on Michigan, though. I think you're right, but just double check. Um, come in there and say, you know what? I don't want you no more here, Monty Williams. And I can tell you right now, there's two problems. One, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with Bradley Bill. Some nights he's in, some nights he's out. I have no idea. And if that was the case, I feel like saying, did y'all even make this guy take a physical before when y'all did this trade or y'all went for him? Um, that's a problem because they can't get chemistry. Number two, uh, they do have a depth problem. They're not as deep. They get gassed. They don't have a deep bench. It was supposed to be. I mean, on paper, it looked like they're not even playing like that. And three, they've taken a step back defensively. And they 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 have digressed. It's early, but they have digressed since what Monty had for him a couple years, in my opinion. We'll see how it goes. And and Kevin Durant, you know, the games I see, you know, you know, AC made a comment to me the other night. She's like, you know, I think that uh, KD is starting to have some slippage. I'm like, what? I was like, ah. And then if you look at him and you look at the games he played, sometimes it could be because he's just not as fluent as, I mean, he got hot last night. There was times that he went on fire last night. And he still has the explosion because I think that's what Phoenix, this Phoenix team is going to have to rely on is having those spurts where they can just explode, especially if they can ever get Bradley Bill healthy and outscore you. Uh, but for the most part, I'm concerned from the size standpoint, the rebound and the depth in the bench. I mean, when you look at the big picture, you know, because like I said, those Sacramento Kings of the world, the Oak KC's of the world, those little ones that you can say, hey, well, that's a win for us. When you have a team stack, those teams are better. So that's what I took from last night. Um, I thought the energy, of course, was great in Milwaukee. Um, Lakers is what I expected. I mean, you know, from a competitive standpoint from the players, um, not as much as Tuesday, uh, Monday night's matchups, but it still had a playoff type of feel. I will say this, I you know, due to the fact that they're down to the final four and they're going to Vegas and, you know, it's going to be Pelicans versus Lakers. And then you have the Bucks um, that's going to be taking on who, who does the Bucks take on again? Is it um, the Pacers? The Pacers. That's right. That upset Boston. It does give it a feel to say, okay, well, this is separate. Let's see, you know, what's going to be crowned. I mean, you hear LeBron, and I take it with a grain of salt because when you're an ambassador of the game like LeBron James is, this is this your job is to sell this in front of the camera. Even if I'm skeptical, people are like, oh, what are we doing? You have to say, I mean, LeBron's going to say, hey, I want to add this to my resume. You know, I want to go ahead and put this in my man. We're going to compete. If we're out here playing, it's playing for something. Let's compete and go get it. Mike doesn't you know? have it. Huh? Mike doesn't have it. Well, Jones, there was no end game. I'm, I mean, just, I'm just saying. But how can you it's better sit for, there. for his resume? It's better to be you the know? first to get one on the you know, first to get one. Come on, and then man. Uh, you can say that it's his. Come on, man. They it, it, like it wasn't even around, Jonas. No one's going to compare that. I mean, you know, you can go to the way he's playing right now. The numbers you can put up, other than say that this is going to be one up on Mike. They didn't have an end season tournament. I mean, and if they did have one back then, it wouldn't have been catered like this. The asses probably would have had to still play and put in the games. That they, they've shut everybody else down while they continue to do it. Now, we're up back and running, but no, man. Come on, man. I know you're trying to push Mike out the door, and you, you know you, uh, that's another one in your belt saying that he's going to become an afterthought down the road at some point. And I totally disagree because it was way before my time and ain't nobody forgot about Will Chamberlain yet. I mean, we st- I just brought it up in this show. No one no one ever – you can't go an NBA season without somebody bringing up a 100-point game. And that was before me and your time. So, no, I disagree with that. Not with that brand. But, however, 
um, the point is, is that whether he believes it or not, LeBron is trying to sell it, that it means something to them. And we'll see what it happens when they get to Vegas. Um, you know, I think Pelicans, I said it yesterday, I mean, that is going to be an interesting game for me um, because I think the Pelicans are, if, if Zion can stay on track, okay, um, I think that they're really going to be a problem. So um, the matchup kind of gives you exciting. Pacers, uh, they're a little ahead of schedule. I think, you know, the Pacers is another team that can get hot from three and shooting but I think if Milwaukee comes in and you're talking about something's on the line as such a title then I think Milwaukee should be able to edge that but we'll see how it goes in regards to the night as the NBA resumes for the other people or the other teams I should say that didn't qualify for the quarters uh, we're back in action tonight uh, the Spurs and the Nuggets are back in action. The Spurs uh, are traveling. They're in Minnesota. They take on the T-Wolves uh, tonight. Last time I checked, um, was a 12-point underdog tonight on the road. Um, haven't heard anything on injury front from anybody else. We know that they're on a 14-game losing streak and they're playing a team that has really come out the gate surging this season. Um, you know, it looks like they're finding their ground. Speaking of Minnesota, um, what do you got? Uh, from my uh, an old colleague over there, Paul Garcia, Project Spurs, uh, mm -hmm. team said this morning Vassell and Zach Collins are both available, uh, and Wemby is also playing. So okay. remember, he did not play. I, don't, I believe um, he did not play that in their last game. I know he took a game off the other week. Okay. I'm trying to be very patient with your Zach Collins guy, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't addressed him yet. Um, I know he not too long ago he had that game where he had 30 or something like that, 25-30, but I'm starting to – I don't know. Uh, let's see. Minnesota, I mean, these are two teams that are kind of opposite side of the spectrum, and you can say trending in different ways, but um, I've got my questions about that when we get back, and I want to look at that Denver Nuggets matchup tonight. Also, the Denver Broncos have another streak coming up this Sunday that they will be trying to break. We'll talk about that when we get back. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here for the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, 
Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.